Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for honest conversation on a variety of transformative topics such as courage, integrity, self-love, balance? If so, you're in the right spot. Join Mildred Lynn, popular Soulbox Live hosts John Carousella and Heisey Lutmers, and a variety of guest panelists as they tackle tantalizing topics. Let's Talk About airs the second Monday of the month at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. So, mark your calendars. And now, let's join today's roundtable moderator, Mildred Lynn McDonald. Today, our topic is frustration. And maybe even more interesting, we're going to be talking about dancing around the energy vibration of frustration. But before we move over there, I would like to welcome our three roundtable participants, John Caracello, who's joining us from Utah. Good morning. And Heisey Ludemers, who's joining us from Menlo Park. Hello. And we have a special participant, Madonna McGinnis, who hails from the beautiful island of Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. Welcome, Madonna. Thank you, Mildred. Lovely to be here. Today we're going to talk about frustration, and to set the stage for our discussion, I'm going to read a passage, and then from there, I'm going to invite Heisey and Madonna and John to explore it a little bit more by three questions. So here we go. I am the dancer of frustration. I delight in putting obstacles in your path, but I can also show you that there are other paths to walk. What will you do when I appear? Either you will push against me and try to break my hold, or you will walk with me until the strength of my grip gradually begins to lessen. So while I might seem like a negative force on your journey, I teach you how to look for better ways to advance and how to strengthen your resolve. And this came from the Shaman's Oracle, The questions that I would love to throw out there for Madonna and John and High C are these. How does frustration show up in your life? What can the energy of frustration or the dance of frustration teach us? And do you have a personal tip that you can offer our listeners on how to deal with day-to-day or long-term frustration? Anybody want to jump in there? Yeah, Mildred Lynn, I think this is a really powerful set of questions, and the nature of frustration is really significant for me and I'm sure for everybody else. And I think of frustration in two ways. There's sort of tactical frustration, which which I experience when I'm driving in traffic and I feel like I'm late or I'm in a hurry and there's just traffic. And then there's more like strategic frustration, for example, like, what am I doing with my life? And why isn't it clear? Or where am I supposed to be living? Or, you know, what's next? Or what do I want to be when I grow up? And these things manifest themselves very differently on a daily basis. And even in the presence of them, as I'm annoyed and frustrated by them, I know that they're teaching me something. I know that the opportunity exists in that moment when I'm feeling the frustration to say, okay, The point is not to be frustrated. The point is to examine why I'm being frustrated 
so that I can look at my behavior, look at my priorities, look at my circumstances in a different way. And for me, frustration is a reflection of resistance or adversity or whatever. And I'm a firm believer after many years of not seeing it this way, I'm a firm believer that frustration and adversity is the universe's way of illuminating aspects of my character that I wouldn't see any other way. Chad, I'm going to throw out a question. Do you think you're a frustrating person? You know, I think there are aspects of my personality that are frustrating for other people. I think I'm getting better at it. I'm getting less frustrating as time goes on, probably in the same measure as I'm coming to understand the role of frustration as it presents itself in my life. And when you're frustrated, and this would be good for our listeners to explore within themselves, does it impact your body in any way? Anything visceral about your frustration? Absolutely, absolutely. And visceral is the perfect word for it. It actually is right in my viscera, right? It's solar plexus location, and it's it feels like a buildup of anxious energy that is struggling to find an outlet. And the longer it stays, the denser and darker it becomes and wants to then come out as anger. It gets more solid over time. It gets denser over time, and it feels heavy and feels like it's going to require force to get rid of it. I'm going to move over to Haisi or Madonna and give them an opportunity to share their thoughts. And then maybe towards the end of the round table, we can see if there's a tip that you have to offer for our listeners on how to move through it. I, I just right love up. that description. Thanks for <laughs> okay. sharing that. Wow. Haisi or Madonna, frustration, how does it show up in your life? What does it have to teach you? Frustration for me is a behavior, a reaction that I learned. I assumed it was a normal part of my life that I should be leaning into every day. I think I realized probably in my 50s that I was probably spending most of my day frustrated. And then I started leaning back from it to try and examine what frustration was doing for me. And for me, it's really important to continue a balance where frustration is a positive force in my life and sometimes a negative force in my life. I go back to the driving the car analogy as a negative force. What does it serve me or the driver in front of me to continue to be frustrated? What does it serve me if I become frustrated about an incident in my life or an activity in my life, that frustration gives me an opportunity to lean back. What can I learn from this? What do I need to do immediately to allow that frustration to teach me something? And I think it's just a continuous evolution for me on a daily, even an hourly basis, You know, depending on what I'm doing, whether I'm at work or if I'm doing something in my personal life, I like frustration. I like what frustration does for me, what it gives me, what it allows me to see about myself and others as well. Madonna, when you're frustrated, because it seems to be a companion, I think that's fair to say it sounds to be a companion for you, 
Are you aware that you were frustrated in the moment? Pretty much in the moment now because I think I have befriended frustration and it does almost immediately become apparent to me. I may not walk away and try to figure out what the learning is right away because I think my ego likes staying in frustration sometimes and maybe using it as a tool to drive change in that immediate moment. So I have two reactions to it. I can stay with it or walk away and try and examine it. But it is an immediate acknowledgement for sure. And hi, see, how about you? I have hard time even imagining, even touching the concept that you may experience frustration in your Buddha-like life. Hence the reason I struggled so hard to try to figure out how I was going to respond. <laughs> I, it up. I bet it was frustrating for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think what I found is frustration tends to come up when there is expectation. Because we tend to get frustrated when we have created an expectation around how someone should act, what someone should do, how someone should respond, how a situation should develop, uh, what timeline something should be on. And when it doesn't happen that way, we get frustrated. How come this isn't happening sooner? How come I'm not able to do this faster? How come that person didn't respond the way that it seemed so logical and so right that they would, based in the scenario that ran in my head anyway? So I think that that's when frustration tends to show up, is when we have created or built expectation around something. And expectation can lead to idealizing or perfection, because we think that we have crafted this perfect scenario of how things would work best or what the most logical or satisfying response would be. And whether that's for something coming to us or sometimes when we watch for our other people, I will admit, I was watching a, an episode of a show last night, a show called Shameless on Showtime. And the family actually comes from a relatively poor neighborhood and is always struggling. And the father is an alcoholic and everything, but he ended up getting an insurance settlement of $121,000. And he woke up the next day not remembering having received it and opening a bank account and then withdrawing the money from the bank account and then he went out and he bought a car for $60,000. He hired prostitutes and drugs and all sorts of things in a fancy hotel room. He did a number of things. Within 24 hours, all that money was gone. And he couldn't even remember where it was because of everything he had done. And I was sitting there very frustrated. I'm like, you could totally benefit your family. You could totally finally do something for them to change their situation. And then I had to step back and say, well, but that's my expectation of what someone should do with that money. And so in thinking of what the energy of frustration has to teach us, I think one is it comes up to perhaps show us where are we creating expectation when we need to just be allowing for acceptance or just having openness and receptivity to see how something is, how something develops, how someone responds rather than waiting to hear what we need to hear or see what we need to see. And when that doesn't happen, then we are frustrated and we don't know what to do, rather than being able to actually simply work with what it is that has been said or done. I turn to one of my favorite tools, of course, the Tarot, to ask this question as well. <laughs> and 
the card that came up for that question, what can the energy of frustration teach us, is the two of pentacles reversed. And really when that card reverses, it says frustration is there to teach us when to let go. It's there to teach us when we are either trying to do too much, take on too much, or sometimes this card can be called cause and effect. And so there's a, there's a sense of we're trying too hard to be the cause in order to bring about a desired effect rather than to allow the natural process to occur. We can still do the cause, but then we let go and we step back to see what effect that has. How does that person respond rather than I'm trying to force them to respond in a certain way, therefore I'm trying to force a very specific effect from the cause that I feel that I'm setting in motion. And, and Two of Pentacles reversed also very often shows us that something is uh, out of balance. So I think frustration is there to teach us and to bring up a moment of realization for where or how are we out of balance and what do we need to do to come back to balance within ourselves, which could also be alignment, and then to also come into balance and alignment with whatever is happening around us rather than trying to push or force, which is just going to keep it out of balance because one side is going to be heavier, harder, or trying more than the other just to make something happen in the way they think it should. When you get frustrated on the rare occasion that you may touch frustration, does it show up in your body? Well, let me ponder back 20 years. Last time I experienced um uh, yes, I think similar to John, you know, I'm in the stomach, I think a lot of people probably ulcers and, and stomach problems have a lot to do with frustration that people generate for themselves. But I think in the stomach, you will feel that tightening, maybe a quickening of the heart rate and a warmth that starts to happen. It's kind of like an anger response, but it's not anger. It's just some of the same physical kind of feelings because you know, you start to clench your fists a little bit, you become tense, and you're just like, oh, why isn't that happening this way? Why isn't this person saying this? Why is that person doing that? That's where I would say it's tension in the muscles, it's a quickening of the heart rate, and a bit of that tightness in the stomach. For myself, what I notice when I get frustrated is my hands go in the fist position, so I clench my hands and I clench my jaw. And that's my visceral response. But now that we've looked at what is frustration and how does it impact the body, let's look at how we get ourselves out of frustration. For me, it starts with acknowledging the feeling, right? What is this thing that I'm feeling? And where am I feeling it in my body? And having acknowledged that I'm feeling it, what would I rather be feeling? What feeling would I rather have? Right. So frustration, this clenching that we talk about, is because we have this desire for something to flow and it's not flowing. So the thing that I reflect on is, okay, I don't want to feel like I'm not flowing. I want to feel like I'm flowing. So where in my body and where in the circumstance that I'm experiencing can I relinquish this push against what's resisting me and redirect my energy to a place where there isn't resistance. So, for example, if I'm in the car and I'm in a hurry and I'm tense because there's traffic, right, all of that energy that's pushing up against the car in front of me represents the block. 
So where can I redirect that energy so that it'll flow? Well, maybe I'll turn on the radio and sing. And so my energy can flow there. Maybe I'll open the window and feel the breeze. And maybe there's some flow that happens there. So I'm always looking for what would I rather feel and how can I facilitate my environment to help me feel it, to dance with the frustration into a, a place of flow. So that's what I do. Thank you, John. What about High Seer Madonna? Um, for me, I hope I recognize quickly that I am frustrated. And I think when we're frustrated, our breathing becomes really shallow and really tight. So for me, it's opening up that breath and taking a deep breath and deciding if I'm in a situation with another person, do I need to articulate my frustration? If not, do I need to go for a walk? Or what is it more physically that I need to do to help that frustration flow to a place that is calm, that I can view why it came up in the first place? But I really do find that slow, deep breathing really, really helps me. And how many breaths do you have to take? Usually, probably just two or three. It just depends on the situation. Okay. And what about you, High C? What tip do you have to offer? Well, and I, I did once again turn to the Tarot to give some insight mm-hmm. into this as well. And the reversed Empress card came up. One thing I would say is stepping back or stepping away from the source of the frustration I think that we've heard that in various ways through what John and Madonna have said. It not only allows us to breathe, but it gives that breathing room for the situation or whatever it is that's causing the frustration to dissipate a bit. One of the questions you asked was, what does frustration teach us? And reversing the Empress card is very interesting here because the Empress can be very much about birth and creating something. So There we could say, how do I create or how do I birth into being the lesson that frustration is trying to teach me? But the reversal, it reminds us of the gestation period. So it says, let's not create additional frustration by not being able to figure out what lesson we're supposed to be learning right in that moment when we're being frustrated by something. Versus step back and step away from it and give it a little time and allow it to process, allow it to just sit for a while allow what it has to teach or offer us to gestate and it will it will come up it will sprout into being for us when it's ready and when we're ready to hear it and recognize what that lesson is so i think it's also not being in a rush for instant gratification to understand what the lesson of the frustration is by thinking that's how i'm going to be able to move beyond this frustration is by understanding what it's trying to teach me right now in this moment versus saying Let me make note of what was frustrating me, when I got frustrated, how that affected me. Let me sit with that for a while, and then there will be a realization as to what it is that it had to teach me, but it may not be immediate, and I need to be okay with that and allow for that. The other thing I would say, you don't have to do it all alone. The Reverse Empress card says, Ask for support, ask for assistance, reach out for guidance, rather than thinking you have to somehow cultivate all of this all by yourself. One thing that occurred to me is that when I looked at my body in the process of being frustrated, 
as I mentioned before, I noticed my hands get clinched and my jaws get clinched. So then what I decided to do in my real-life example is look how to move the energy out of the hands and out of the jaw. And what seemed to help me was with the hands, they wanted to move and release that energy, as we were talking about. So solution for me was, is a piano. So the energy of the frustration can move through the hands and transmute into beautiful music. And for the jaws, it would be singing. So on that note, I would love to thank High C and Madonna and John for joining us today. It's a blast. Yeah, I think we had a really good roundtable. I'm going to take some of those tips myself. I really enjoyed it. So thank you very much, High C. A pleasure to be here. Thank you very much, Madonna. Thank you, Mildred. And thank you, John, from Utah. Oh, you're welcome. It's great. Bye for now. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please join us next time for Amethyst Oracle, Divination with a Queer Twist, with Heisey Ludmers and Charlie Harrington, Tuesday evening at 8 p.m.